I am Dr. Ratula Kundu, Assistant Professor at the Center for Urban Policy and Governance at TIS Mumbai. My academic training has been in the fields of sociology and planning. I combine both in my research and teaching to examine how cities in the global south are being transformed through state and market interventions and its socio-spatial impacts on marginalized urban groups, particularly with respect to issues of livelihoods, access, identity, and inclusion. Streets are public spaces and are used by different groups of people in very different ways. Uh, for street ex vendors, informal transport workers, and even sex workers, the streets are indispensable to their livelihoods. For the homeless, and equally for a plethora of Indian gods, the street is actually their home. In the crowded cities of India, uh, lacking open spaces, streets are often the arena of cultural and religious festivals, of political protests, of daily exercises, and a meeting as well as resting place. Streets have multiple lives and shifting identities, but they are essentially social spaces and therefore are contested. However, this is not a view that is shared by most transport and urban planning professionals. The dominant view of the street is of an inert space, one that allows the movement of people and goods from one place to another. It is therefore viewed as an important connective tissue between different land uses or as a necessary physical infrastructure of the city that indicates where the street lamps will be placed or how the storm water will be carried away or how the city will be given an efficient The greatest form. problem to the dominant planning and engineering-led design is treating the street as a road, as an inert infrastructure whose sole function is to move automobiles. In fact, in India, Streets are designed using mostly outdated American traffic engineering codes and standards which are meant for highways. The priority is therefore given to private cars that occupy more than their fair share of the road space in relation to the number of trips being made. This leads to the privatization of public space. And with the increasing number of private vehicles on the road, uh, on the road or parked, we find road projects that are aimed at excluding the slow vehicles, such as cycles and buses. They also exclude pedestrians while emphasizing vehicular speed and smoothness of traffic flows as primary objectives of traffic engineering. As a result, we have increasingly unsafe roads, especially for vulnerable pedestrians and cyclists. We have increasing criminalization of street vendors, uh, dwindling of public transport, and ever-shrinking footpaths and pavements, those that offered multiple social interactions to take place. It is a well-studied fact that widening roads and building more flyovers have only led to more traffic congestion. They've increased pollution and hardship for those who are excluded from the roads by design. There is often little or no thought given to how to design and include local streets, which are at the bottom of the urban road hierarchy, as an extension of our homes and communities, and designing them in ways that make them safe and make such places accessibly, accessible, people-friendly, and even lively. However, as we become more cautious of the dangers to our environment, 
there is increasingly a focus on prioritizing walking and cycling on streets and designing them as complete streets with proper walkable pavements, navigable and separate cycle lanes, dedicated bus corridors and finally lanes for private vehicles. In the Indian urban context, complete streets mean also allowing for informal activities such as street vending, storage of goods and social interactions to take place. Inclusive design must therefore think of designing streets for the most vulnerable set of street users. School children, the elderly, women and those who are differently abled. This can only be done if the design consciously gives priority to these set of users over automobiles and apportions space to them in the design of the street. Several experiments with redesigning streets have underscored the importance of not only continuous, well-designed, well-lit white pavements. They have also argued for use of tactile materials, planting trees for natural shade, designating spaces for vendors, making parking restrictions, readable signage, interactive spaces through street furniture and play equipment, along with calming measures for traffic. This is especially true in districts where schools and hospitals are located in the city or even where busy shopping streets are located. Women's rights advocates have also called for mixed-use streets, low walls, removing dead spaces or removing illegal parking and creating women-friendly infrastructures on street such as toilet facilities and caregiving facilities. For those with disabilities, Design of streets needs to create a seamless experience, especially at transit access points. Most importantly, these seemingly technical design decisions must be discussed with different stakeholder groups in order to understand and represent their needs, which top-down planning has consistently failed to do.